What's going on guys? Welcome back to another installment here of Honest and Uneducated, the show where we talk about anything from movies, movie news, video games, comic books, custom lightsabers, hot toys, it's all sorts of fun stuff like that. Uh, joining me today is none other than the Rick Metz himself. How are you doing today? Good sir. Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm pretty good. How's uh, how's your lightsaber uh, hunt going? Uh, it'll be here Wednesday. Um, had to cancel an order, place a new order through Amazon, which I think will be a little more reliable. But, dude, your lightsaber. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. Oh, wrong button there. Yeah, dude, it's good. It's good. I got it right here. Yeah. Right. That thing, as I soon as I the... saw that and played with it, I got the bug. Yeah, man. Well, you, you turned me on to it at first. You kept talking about, oh, I want to get a lightsaber. And I was just like, yeah. Yeah, but what am I? What are you gonna do with it? You know, what I mean, what am I gonna do with it? Like, I don't know. Yeah, and then I started watching all the videos about it. I'm just like, damn it, I really want one of these yeah, things. Really cool. And then uh, now I'm. Uh, long story short, now I'm gonna have four. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. Well, but, technically five. Okay. Yeah, because well, don't don't say nothing. I'm not saying. I haven't said what it was yet. I've just I've been teasing everybody. I just did the I just posted the unboxing for that uh, lightsaber. So go watch that if you haven't. But I've just been teasing the other ones. Yeah, I haven't confirmed. That's actually the most information I've given is that there's going to be like four total. Uh, you know, I've just been teasing it before. We'll see. We also got uh, John Knight here himself. How you doing today, John? I was doing fine up until I realized that I'm the only one that doesn't have a lightsaber either in my possession or on the way. So I, uh, I might need to rectify that pretty soon, but I'm glad to be having a chance to chat with you guys about some stuff and get away from the, uh, craziness. that was the real world this week. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, there's, it's it, hit the fan. yeah, it's not, it's not too good. It's not too good. No. Uh, there's definitely been better days now, in a year that, uh, you know, <laughs> We had such a bad year of 2020. 2021 started. And then, yeah, the, everyone's like, it'll be better in 2021, right? What? It it's not starting <laughs> off very much better. Be careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be too sure about anything these days. I still have hope. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. At least, uh, the, I don't know. The, the, the worst thing about 2020, I, for most people will say, I mean, I think globally would have been the, the pandemic, but... Uh, I, I guess it's only bad right now, domestically, <laughs> for, well, for no. the most part. I mean, <laughs> the other day, and hopefully the pandemic is on that downturn. Yeah, hopefully we're hopefully days. we're the vaccines are rolling out, and hopefully right. those will get us where we deaths. all want to be. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean the numbers for it have not gotten any better. I mean, around around the world they have though. Oh yeah, like, sure. everywhere else it has. Like, it's just, I've never been more convinced to move to New Zealand ever. Oh. Like, <laughs> like Lord of the Rings started it. Like I was like, I yeah. want to go to there, and then <laughs> the singer that, of MSI lives in New Zealand now. Who? The singer of MSI, Jimmy Urin. Oh, Jimmy Urin. Yeah, he moved. It. It's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, long time. Every once in a while, though, I do think that 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 was well, their first and second album were like pretty good. Yeah, I actually, like it's kind of vulgar though. I don't really recommend anybody listen to them, but it's so, good music at the times for sure. Yeah, yeah, they put on a decent show, I guess. Those from that's the yesteryears, but uh, let's get into these topics here. But first, guys, don't forget you can submit topics and questions to the show by emailing us at honestanduneducated at gmail.com. That's honestanduneducated at gmail.com. You can also send me any list of like saber fonts or anything like that. If you if you got some good quality, some good saber fonts for custom lightsabers, I need to put some on my profit board. So 
send them my way. All right. And, and let me know. Let me know. I said in the last video too, or actually on this upcoming video, the full review of this thing. Let me know if you're interested in getting a custom lightsaber. Who, what, when, and where, what company, what kind, all that good stuff. And then John's gonna have to email me too, because he's still he's still waiting on that as well. So we'll have to do a comparison of the uh two when I get mine. Yeah, man. Uh, well, that's, we could do, we could make like a sick dueling video. Like I'll, I'll come in. I'll, yeah, I'll come in with the, yeah. We all get the robes, and then it'll be the cheesiest, dumbest thing in the world. But it'll be fun, and that's that's all that matters. It'll be super fun. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. what, that's all that would matter. But anyways, let's uh, let's get into this uh, first topic here. So our first topic is going to be about the, uh, the recently we we heard like about a year ago. I think it was a year ago. I think it may have been like 2019 even. But we we got wind that Kevin Feige was going to be. Um, developing in some fashion a star wars movie and details are still pretty scarce about you know the who what and when where of this we don't know what time place is going to be uh, or time period rather like or what it's going to be about I'm, I'm really curious to find out more about that in general but they have attached a writer to it and it's the same writer that they have from the loki series and the doctor strange uh to multiverse of madness so like you know, kevin feige himself has gone out and picked this fella michael waldron is his name to actually uh end the script for his star wars movie and there's an interesting thing here in this article though it goes on to say uh that i think this is kind of the thing that I, a lot of people are just kind of like overlooking here but they literally confirm in this article that he's working on loki season two as well so we kind of low-key got a confirmation yeah. that there's going to be a season two of Loki. So that was actually kind of cool. Low-key. In and of itself. We low-key. I didn't even realize I did that, dude. Like, that was, Serious? I, really, <laughs> I thought that was on purpose. I really, it was not. But, uh, yeah, so I guess no pun intended. So literally that time. Everybody who says no pun intended obviously intends the pun. Because you're, you're, you're saying it. Exactly. So they should say pun intended. Um but yeah, I think that's one of the more exciting things that came out of it, other than the fact that another thing that I think people aren't really considering too much about this is for Kevin Feige to go out and pick this dude to this Michael Waldron fella uh, to actually come in and write this, his Star Wars, he's got this idea for a Star Wars movie, and he goes to Kathleen Kennedy and she's like, sure, go for it. And then of all the people out in the world, because this is Kevin Feige we're talking about, he could get in touch with any writer anywhere, and they'd do it. They'd do whatever he wanted them to do. I mean, he's got some major pool. So for them, for Kevin Feige to go to Michael Waldron here and say, you're the guy that I want to write my Star Wars movie, I feel like that just shows that uh, he is, has just a ton of confidence in the Loki series and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. So that's another thing I don't think a lot of people are considering with this because yeah the news that the Star Wars movie and cool great but like that he must have done so, like a hell of a good job at least in Kevin Feige's eyes on the Loki series and uh, Multiverse of Madness for him to seek him out like himself to write his Star Wars movie you know what I mean I think that's that's kind of what I'm most excited about is like. I'm just excited. There's so much popping up with Star Wars now. Like, so much. So much non-divisive stuff popping off right now. At least for the moment. I mean, never say never. I mean, I don't know. 
So, I mean, everyone was all gung ho about the prequels when they were coming out too. And look, look how that turned you mean out. The sequels? No, I mean oh, the prequels. Yeah. But I, I'm telling you what, though, the prequels of all things, though, they're not as bad as everyone makes them out to be. I think they're pretty good. And they're, they're not as bad as, as as what we got recently in a lot of ways. I re, I actually just rewatched. I, I need to go. I, I did not get to the original trilogy yet, but I watched. Rise of Skywalker for the second time only. I watched it in the theaters once, never cared to watch it again. And I, then I went into, I, I just wanted to watch it. I think w- I started watching it with you, John, when you were here yeah. a while back. And I ended up finishing that. It didn't work for me any more than it did before. But story for another day. But then I went straight into the prequels after that because I figured, well, I might as well just loop around at this point. And they're not that bad. They're really not. Like, I like the prequels. Like, if you there's, there's cut the Jar Jar out of Phantom Menace, Phantom Menace is, Menace is not bad. And I actually, I really like, I like Attack of the Clones and um, Revenge of the Sith. Dude, I think they're, I, I was happy with them when they came out. Yeah, everyone talks so much like crap about Attack of the Clones, and I was sitting there rewatching again, and I was just like, why do people not like this movie? Like, why is this the one? Like. My only complaint with any of the, with any of those movies is George, like, he was like a kid in a candy shop with CGI back then. Oh, yeah. like, That's the only like, thing that doesn't I, hold up at all. Tone it down just a little bit, George, and you've got some some just exceptional films here. Phantom Menace was amazing. For me. Dude, there's still a ton of CGI. There is, but they used a lot more practical like sets and stuff. But uh, like Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, it's like I always said it was like CGI movies with human characters in yeah, they really were. And that's the thing, like that's the unfortunate part is like that CG just doesn't really hold up anymore. I would love to see them, honestly. I know it'd be a huge undertaking. And it, it, same goes for the special editions. Like I, I don't really care. If you want to include them in there, do it. But like actually update that CG. Like I I know it'd be a huge undertaking, but if like they were like re-rendered all that stuff in the prequels, they'd be a much more watchable movie. <laughs> Like I know, like Disney would never do that because they're trying to do their own thing with Star Wars at this point. Uh, but I would kind of love to see that special edition. I know CG. the special edition CG looks worse than the prequel CG. Oh, yeah. That's why I don't like the special. It's not because they added the stuff in special editions, really. I mean, the no part sucks, but the CG just looks so bad and out of place. Like, it's just like, let's just, we got to put the, the, the Banthan over here. It just looks so out of place. It's just like, it looks like garbage. Like, what can we throw in here? Just Yeah. It literally looks like the MS paint equivalent of like putting something on something like, you know what I mean? PS2 kind of. Yeah. The shading's all wrong. The lighting's not hitting it right. It just makes it look so dumb. Like, and especially considering you're putting it in, uh, on like you know a film that was made in 1977 so just none of it matches up well, at least with the prequels it's just everything is cg so just your entire scene looks like that but you just get the one thing that looks like that in the special editions and it just stands out the cg java from new hope was like really bad not good that was supposed to be a human originally they filmed that scene and it was a, a human that was going to be java yeah some big yeah guy. And then they had to like cut Harrison out to make it look like he walked over his tail. Yeah, just like he literally like shifts like that as he walks or when over Rito it. Shoots, it's just like, just like moves his head. Oh yeah, that's Harrison terrible too. It's so bad, so bad, dude. But anyway, what do you guys think about the Kevin Feige Star Wars thing? Though, what's got you most excited about it, Rick? If you 
I'm just, I think it'll be cool. I mean, like the Avengers and the MCU were really well done. And uh, so I think whatever direction he decides to take it, I think it'll be interesting to see at least. Where do you think he's going to go? Do you think do you think it's going to be a prequel or like its own like, thing? Like like in the future? I don't think Kevin Feige would do Old Republic in all honesty. It doesn't seem like something he would do. What would you like to see if you could make a Star Wars movie? Like, would you want to see like Revan and all that? Yeah, I, I want the Old Republic. Yeah. 100%. But, uh, I don't know. Hard to say. Yeah. I'm, I, I feel like he would probably... I, I mean, I genuinely don't know, but... I, Kevin Feige, him being... Here's the thing, Kevin Feige's really good at working inside of a like pre-existing universe, if you will, and really making it his own, you know, like stays true. Because like the Marvel movies are nothing like the Marvel comics, really. Yeah. But they all stay very true to the Marvel comics. It's his own like take on everything. And I I just I feel like that's kind of gonna be what'll happen with a Star Wars movie. I think it'll be kind of its own thing. But he's really good at making things like just feel like they're supposed to feel. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I got faith in him. Like, unlike because a lot of like the X Men movies like really failed to do that, in my opinion. Like they they felt more like sci fi movies as opposed to like an X Men movie a lot of the times. You know what I mean? Not all the time. Like, but I don't know. It's it's the only thing that come off the top of my head. So along those same lines of what you're saying, like I agree, Feige has an excellent way of giving you the feel of of a thing. And, and with the MCU, it happens to be characters. He stays true to the roots of the characters. He even stays true to the feel of the MCU as a whole, and and he weaves it all together just really wonderfully. I'm wondering if they aren't just going to give him kind of carte blanche to come up with his own Star Wars story and, and start, because they need somewhere to go. They've, they've stated that they're done with the Skywalker saga. Um, Mando, while they have plenty of room to shift and work within that story itself, um, it's kind of bookended by, it, it's stuck in the middle of the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. So, so outside the bounds of that, they don't have anywhere to go with it. So I could see Disney going to Kevin Feige and say, look, we need something that feels like Star Wars. We need something that has the, the, the emotional impact, the, the fun, the excitement, the, the humor of Star Wars. Um, what can you give us? You know, you, you're, free, you're free of time restraints. You're free, free of um, setting restraints. You know, what, if you were to do your own Star Wars, what would you do? And I think that's what they're going to do. Um, because he does have such a knack for for drilling down to what elements make a, a series or a, or a thing popular and 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 putting that into the projects that he's working on. So that's kind of my feeling. I don't think I, you know, I don't think they're going to mine any extended universe stuff. I don't think they're going to go back and and look at any you know comics or anything. They might look at them for inspiration, but I don't think we're going to get like adaptations necessarily or anything like that right well you said the skywalker saga is done too but that was such a big part of just star wars lore and history in general i mean i feel like depending on the time period it's set in it's going to come up or be brought up at some point you know like death star like skywalker Darth Vader. just even if it's like a mention or something like that i don't think they're done with they're done with it for right now it's the the marketing for like 
episode 10, episode 11, episode 12 is too important for them. Well, the other thing is... They'll make it at some point. In 10 to 15 years, when they do a complete reboot of the entire Skywalker saga, which I could totally see happening, like, years and years down the road, maybe it'll give them a chance to do things around a bit more. I don't know. I can see in 10, 15 years them making episode 10. Yeah, like you think so? Run. Yeah, well, it's they just, always say they're done with it. And then it's too done. much of a marketing win, like literally just continuing the saga. You know what I mean? It's just an easy so like they, episode ten. Like, do they bring Ray back? Do they do? Is there an unknown Skywalker child of Luke's or Han and Leia's that we don't know about? I don't know. True. I mean, they could always retcon stuff. And... Like, I really, I don't know. I just, I feel like at some point they're gonna go back to it. They, I still, they just, I, I still want Kylo Ren waking up and and saying, "Man, that was a weird yeah, dream about the, I really the sequel that. trilogy." Ben Solo, yeah, just, for sure. Yeah. yeah, or Ben. Yeah, I guess he would be Kylo at that point. The <laughs> whole thing would be his his Dagobah vision. That's yeah, what, his 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 cave vision. That's yeah. what the sequel that trilogy. Would be awesome. I, dude, that's the thing, dude. That's a stupid. That's like the wake up from a dream thing that everyone does in movies and everybody hates. This is the one yeah. time it would, that everyone would be so happy about it you know what i mean it's just like press reset can you episode 10 opens with ben solo stepping up out of the cave and looking over and saying grogu what was that or something like that and <laughs> right. grogu's sitting there and like he's like a vision of possible future you see or something like that dude that is that would be amazing dude everybody would love that like, I'm telling you, I would love that. Because then you get the best of both worlds. It's like, if people weren't already on board with it, once you once you have Ben Solo come out and say, Grogu, or Master Grogu, yeah. like, everyone's just like, well, okay, this yeah. is fine. Like, yeah. you do whatever you want now. Like, well, you just delete everything. Like, yeah, that would be amazing. I'm be... I hope they delve into, like, For Grogu sure. and Yoda's species so mysterious and it'd be cool to just get a little more information wouldn't it be cool for cooler for them to leave it mysterious though because that's why you think it's cool you wouldn't care if you knew about it you know what i mean be careful what you wish for i mean we could get medichlorians all over uh, yeah exactly like, yeah, yeah yeah i don't know i would like to know a little bit more but i don't know if we'd ever see it like if, if we do learn more about it i don't think it's gonna be next season i think it'd be like a It'd be one of those things where, like, he, the very last episode of Mandalorian, like, he, he's in the ship with, uh, like, Grogu and Mando are flying there, and you see the planet with, like, the sun rising over the horizon as they get to it, and then it's just like, Grogu, we're home, or whatever, and then cut to black. And that's, like, the most yeah. you get of it. It's like, well, there's the planet. We saw it. So it's like, that's one more, it's one step closer. Don't know anything else about it, but... Right. I really don't know though, because the gun too. Just like one last thing I want to say about the Kevin Feige thing and the possibility of uh, like what it could be about. Uh, not to mention too, Taika Waititi is still supposed to be making a Star Wars movie as well, and I don't know which one I'm more excited about because Taika Waititi's Taika Waititi. He, I, I know what to expect from his movies, and he's already directed some Star Wars stuff for The Mandalorian. So he did a good job. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for whatever Taika does. So I, I just have no Dude. idea what it would be, but. Now, now you reminded me of your. Uh, doesn't doesn't the base of your your quarter scale figure come with IG? I think it has like his head or something. 
Yeah. I thought it had like his body. Sorry, I'm maybe I'm derailing the. I don't topic. remember. I thought I was like, oh man, that's right. That bait that that episode he directed was the one where he dies, and mm-hmm. and then I was like, uh, my brain jumped to that base, and yeah. How tall is the horse scale? He's 18 inches tall. It's gonna be so. He's he should be as big as that Batman around that size. That is going to be that that one right there, the bigger one, obviously. Yeah, the only one that you can see on frame right now. But um, (laughs) the one thing too, though, with Kevin Feige, though, before we move on, is I because he is so good at like playing in an existing sandbox, like you said with the MCU. I could actually totally see him doing something from existing canon at that point, but like making his own spin on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what it would be. Cause there's a lot out there, like from legends, but like for whatever reason, I don't think it would be old Republic, but it could like, I don't know. I just feel like when, when the game of Thrones guys were on there, like that was probably the old Republic thing. And yeah. I would guess like, and then Kathleen Kennedy's even said herself, like, they're aware of the old Republic and they're looking into ways of doing something in that era. And so, I mean, there's obviously been talks about doing stuff there at some point, but I don't know. Like it could be Kevin Feige. I feel like at the same time, Kevin Feige is either doing his own thing or he's going to take some very obscure thing from legends and just build it out. It's the only things I can Mm -hmm. think of. I I have zero guess on what it could be though, but I'm super excited for whatever it is, and I'm super excited for whatever the Taika Waititi one is. Those, those are like, despite all the actual announcements we got, like at that press hold, uh, that whatever event that they held, the uh, investors, the investors call thing. Like yeah. we got tons of great stuff from there, but like we got nothing on these two, and I'm probably more excited for these two over anything, just because of the people attached to them. Like the other ones are great, like, and I'm, I'm glad we're getting them, but. The talent behind these two, the, like the the Taika Waititi and Kevin Feige one, like I think that is like potentially the most promising. Like not that the other ones aren't obviously, but just like to me, I've seen Kevin Feige's resume and I've seen Taika Waititi's resume. That's exciting. My my only my only concern with Kevin Feige, like I'm excited, I, I'm super hyped for him to take over uh, and do a uh, Star Wars film. My only concern is this guy is such a He's such a uh, what's the word I look for? I'm looking for um, visionary, like architect of a, of an entire universe. Mm. Does he really have the time and the resources to to spend time developing a whole entire universe for Star Wars, or is this going to be like a one and done thing for him? Because I, I don't want to see him. I don't want to see the MCU lo- lose him. I, I you know, I mean, if I if I had one wish, well, if I had a few wishes. One of them would go to having him be in charge of the MCU as long as as long as we can. I'd like, like to see I him was... go fix DC. Yeah. Well, sure, <laughs> ideally, that. yeah, but that's. I, I, but I, I don't want the MCU to lose him. I don't. But I mean, I, that might be inevitable. It might, you know, at some day he's probably going to decide he wants to creatively do something else. But I, I definitely think that he is. Well, we're going to get to the WandaVision stuff in a little bit, and I think he's not done with MCU yet, and I don't want to see them lose that kind of... I don't want to see that that level of production from them drop by him moving on to something else. The only thing I can say about the MCU, though, is that the point that it is at now, 
it's like a it's like a giant machine that's always in motion right now. And I feel like Kevin Feige's got people that are close by to him that he trusts at this point, obviously. So I feel like if Kevin Feige had to step away for an extended period of time, like the people around him would be able to like pick up that baton and at least because he's got his five year plan. Like he's had his five year plan. We're almost at the end of what his five year plan was before. And uh like I'm sure everyone in his like close circle like could continue on and get everything to where it needed to be. The only like scary part would be kind of like you were saying, like once his five year plan is gone, if he were to be like blipped away himself, then that's when I would be worried about where the MCU goes. But it's been, it's been so successful at this point. They have so many talented people that have actually been like working on those films. I feel like it's in such a good place now that, like, he has to be mentoring somebody, like, directly. Like, we may not know who it is, but there has to be people around him that, like, he would feel 100% comfortable in, like, just taking the reins. Yeah, maybe not permanently, but, like, I don't know. I just feel like you don't get to a set of that or successful point, or to the that. point where like he could just become like a consultant where if they came into an issue where they weren't sure which direction to go, they could go to him and say, Hey, look, what were your thoughts on this? Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. So like he that. wouldn't, he wouldn't spend nearly as much time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I definitely would like long term. Yeah. I'd much rather see him stay. Cause it's like, you know, it's, it's don't break if it ain't broke don't fix it you know what i mean it's like nothing's wrong there so let's not change anything i was like the only thing i would change is if like i, I would trade him leaving marvel to go to dc like i would just i would do it like i'd do it in a heartbeat just to go like, fix it TNT, yeah. put yourself in another billion dollar debt don't it's, it's just money at this point go yeah. ahead and try and hire kevin away from uh warner or disney yeah, they would. They wouldn't be able to now because he got moved over to being like the president of Marvel, not just Marvel yeah. Studios. Right. Like now, he's the big boy of the entire company. So oh, yeah, it'd be DC. it'd be real hard for DC and Warner Brothers to get him away. But maybe even hire him as a consultant, like. Yeah, like who knows? But anyways, guys, let us know what you think about uh, Kevin Feige and uh, I guess the Taika Waititi thing too, because they didn't mention anything about this, but I brought it up myself. Uh, which one are you more excited for, Kevin Feige's Star Wars or Taika Waititi's Star Wars? And what do you think? Um, like, do you agree with me that kind of that Kevin Feige going out of his way and hiring Michael Waldron, uh, the dude who wrote uh, Loki and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, do you think that speaks volumes as to like how much confidence that Kevin must have in those two movies, like let alone in Michael Waldron? But he, I, I imagine he must have really, really liked the work that he did with both of those things. So and, and of course, too, Loki season two. So. Let us know what you think down in the comment section below. All right, guys. So our next topic is going to keep us in the world of the MCU as we have gotten our very first, our very first reactions and re not really reviews, but our first reactions are our social media reactions to the first three episodes of WandaVision. And they are looking really good. But I will say, everybody, temper your expectations because there were also some good reviews um, oh, not that one. Not too, not too long ago, with some stellar Wonder Woman eighty four reviews. Okay, and they were spot on. <laughs> <laughs> to some, maybe they were, <laughs> but either way, not since Zack Snyder has a movie been so divisive, in my opinion. And uh, 
and I maybe in your case, wrongfully so, just like my case for Zack Snyder's movies, wrongfully so, because Man of Steel is goddamn masterpiece, and Batman vs Superman is fine. That's all I'm gonna say. Like it's fine, but Wonder Woman eighty four, it's not good. Not good. Might have a tongue left pretty soon to keep biting it this hard. <laughs> Dude, you can't deny Man of Steel is a goddamn masterpiece. Oh, Man of Steel is phenomenal. Man it of is Steel an amazing is... movie. Everybody yeah. who criticizes Man of Steel, and I know art is subjective, I'll be the first person to say, if you hate that movie, feel free to be wrong. It's okay every once in a while. But it's amazing, alright? It's amazing. It's okay to be wrong. Everybody's wrong at one point, And that's just the time you're choosing to be wrong. So it's okay. Man of Steel is awesome. So good. Anyway, let's get into these uh these WandaVision reviews here real quick. So they they are very good. And there are a couple here. I'm just gonna read a couple of them because one of them here by uh Steve the Frosty Weintraub here up Collider says that have seen the first three episodes of WandaVision and love how big of a swing Marvel series is taking with the series. The reason the MCU is king of the hill is Kevin Feige. Speaking of Kevin Feige, amazing leadership and willingness to take risks. Like uh, what you'll see in WandaVision. And then a lot of people ask me about the length of WandaVision. The first three episodes are about an hour and a half. So, and he says he thinks the episodes get longer as we get further into the series. I don't see how that's possible because we just were told that there's going to be nine episodes instead of six. I just don't see... Because see, that's the next thing too. That's what I was telling you off camera. That I'm, I'm, I'm worried about that announcement of them going from the initial... Like the initial announcement said that there was going to be six hour long episodes. And then just this past week, we were told there was actually going to be nine episodes. So my worry was that they essentially just pulled like 15, 20 minutes from every... Like those six episodes just to make three more... 30-ish minute episodes, and then you'll yeah. have some episodes that could maybe be 30 minutes, maybe some 40 minutes, just depending on where they had to cut and slice some stuff That's out. They did with like, Mando. But you at least get eight episodes yeah, of Mando. Yeah. Like, you know, this is going from six to nine, and I feel like it's just because yeah. it's just so that... <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm on a roll with this stuff. I got low-key. I got six, nine in there. That's, I'm going for it. Um... But with the, the Mando stuff, it just kind of is. You know what I mean? This is like, there's six hours, and like now we're, it was six episodes. Maybe we, I don't actually know. Did they ever actually officially say six, or did people just assume six because we were told six hours? I can't remember which one it was, but I know there was an article referring to there being six hours. I swear to God, it was six hours, six episodes. Either I don't way. remember. I don't remember hearing that. I, I I vaguely remember the six hour thing, but I thought that was more of a this is kind of what we're envisioning, not a this it is, is true, what we settled on. Right. Because I just I feel like I thought they said the same thing, and this could have been really early on. What, what I'm thinking of, because I feel like they said the same thing for like uh, Winter Soldier and stuff. That it's like like three two hour movies, and I think maybe that people just kind of put everything together with that. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know. Because, I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. Just like, we essentially shot everything as three two-hour movies. That's a, that, that was a thing somewhere at some point. But either way, three a couple more of these here. Uh, Eric Goldman, at the Eric Goldman, says, The entire cast of WandaVision is great and fully committed to the stylized approach, but Elizabeth Olsen's performance is truly outstanding, and one of those, man, if award shows weren't snobby about superhero stuff, she would likely get an Emmy nomination situation. 
Uh, Mandalorian got nominated for Emmys this past year. That's not really. Well, I guess you could consider it superhero in a way. It has the same stigma to it that a superhero movie. It's Star Wars. Genre. It's yeah. genre TV. Right. Yeah. All right. WandaVision. It's a gas. After uh, screening the first three episodes, I'm hooked. Fun, clever, marvelous. Do you see what they did there? They're not the only ones that are. Uh, you're not the only They're ones. On, yeah. We're in good company. We're in good company. <laughs> the quirky minute sitcom style leaves you wanting another episode each time. So kind of like you this. Maybe they did stick to the whole each episode is its own time frame sitcom like style thing too. Because we heard like that first episode supposed to be like the fifty sitcom thing, and maybe they, maybe they did in fact stick with that. I'm not gonna lie to you though. I kind of just want modern day stuff in a lot of ways. I'm 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 excited for a couple episodes of the weird quirkiness stuff, but I kind of just I'm I'm good with the modern day stuff. You know what I mean? Like I I I'm interested in the modern day stuff. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to even if it's great and it sounds like a great concept, I'm not like trying to like crap on it by any means. But I'm I really want to know. This is the first thing that we've gotten after Endgame, and I kind of want to know what the world's doing right there, you know? I was gonna ask that when you were right in the middle of that, I was gonna I was trying to let you get finished what you were saying, but do you think that's though just because you, we haven't gotten? I mean, we've we've been out of the MCU for what it'll be almost. Uh, it's been a year and a half, almost two years since we've set foot in the MCU. By the time this comes out, so do you think it's just the lack of MCU content that has you like really eager to jump back in? And if this had come out in the midst of you know um, Black Widow being out and the Eternals being out and you know, some of the other films being out so that so that you have that modern that, that view on what the current state of the MCU is. Do you think that would make it less likely that you'd be so eager to skip it, some of the uh, nuances of this? It's hard to say, but I know from watching the when they released the first like long trailer of WandaVision and you get that one shot of vision flying up. So like it's modern day now. That was yeah. my favorite scene in the trailer. Like, you know, and it was just a modern, like, I don't know why. It was just like a quick, stupid scene. Like, didn't mean or tell you anything. But for whatever reason, that's the one I liked because it was modern day. And, like, I don't know. That's the only thing I can correlate to. It's just like, I want to see more of that. I just like, I like the superhero crap. I'm super biased. I love sitcoms, though, too. I'm super biased. Um, But I love sitcoms. I've watched, like, every single sitcom. So. I mean, not every sitcom from the 50s, but I did. You I, do like your sitcoms. I do. Yeah, I love Friends. I love Seinfeld. I love Frasier. I love Cheers. Dude, I love it all, like man. Friends. You're the only person <laughs> in the entire world who's going to say something about not liking Friends. Like, there's nothing <laughs> to not like. Like, it's it's a good show. And you don't have to love it. I got a new tattoo. Like, it's this a good a, show. I got a tattoo of every funny moment from Friends right here. So it's it's the same as your skin tone then, right? <laughs> That's a big tattoo. That's a big tattoo. Non-existent. You are absolutely insane, sir. You are absolutely. There are so many crappy yeah, shows out there. You can't watch the. Uh, you can't watch the. Um, the quiz episode where they're where they're playing uh, trivia for their apartment. And that's not a, that's my favorite loud. episode. That episode is just comedy. But for the gold. longest time, when you, the one where they lose their apartment, 
Is that the one you're talking about? Season yeah. four, like episode yeah. one or two. That was that yeah. was always my favorite episode. Then the one where they did the uh, Joey was going to be the game show host. What was the name yep. of that game called? Oh, I forget. But... Oh man, it's going to bother the hell out of me now. Too bad Eric didn't watch the show and he could just tell us. The first yeah. three seasons of the first three or four seasons of Friends were, I, I think, some of the funniest television I've ever seen. I just, I, I Dude, but it, you know. It was one of those shows that stayed consistent all the way through, though. Like, it never sure. lost yeah. steam in my Like, The Office kind of lost steam when Steve Carell left. Yeah. Like, yeah. Seinfeld kind of lost steam in the last season. Mainly the finale, I guess. But, like, that was mainly the thing people didn't like about it. <laughs> Frasier didn't lose any steam, though. That's my favorite sitcom. That was, Frasier is my favorite sitcom series. I never watched Frasier. I watched Cheers, sort of. And then, um, but I never made the jump over to Frasier. It's 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 a million times, but people might think this is sacrilegious. But like Frasier is a thousand times better than Cheers, dude. Like Cheers well, is kind of boring. Like in all it honesty, it is very boring. Like in comparison to like Frasier is more along the lines of a Seinfeld and a Friends, and like it was a little. It came out a little bit later, you know. I mean, it's a little more, maybe that might be why I'm a little bit more biased to it. I don't think like, you can top Seinfeld. It's like Seinfeld's great. Yeah, Seinfeld's great. You know what's better than Seinfeld, though? I will say, curb your enthusiasm. Like in all honesty, it never really got into that. Dude, it's so it's, it's it's honestly, I lo- I like it more than Seinfeld. Larry <laughs> David. Yeah, I mean, same guy. Yeah, but it's like it's Seinfeld without the restraints of network yeah, television. True. It's, it's, and so it's so it, you it lends itself to more extreme circumstances mm-hmm. and more you know cringeworthy moments that. I think that's why it kind of maybe one up Seinfeld. Well, and Larry Davis just so deadpan about everything, dude. Yeah. Like and it, it's just incredible. Like I just, I just, as he's so deluded, and like it's just so good, man. It's so good. I love that show so much. Or right, let's let's get like two more of these here and see what they have to say. Um, the detailed craftsmanship and practicality that went into recreating the spirit of classic sitcoms is absolutely stunning. But the real magic trick is Shackman's mastery over a complex tone. It's hysterical, tense, compelling, otherworldly. One of my fave MCU entries. That's a lot for an hour and a half, dude. Yeah, that's, like, that's a deep end. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a... I don't know. I don't know. That's a bit. That's a bit much. I don't know if I buy it. Not that I doubt it in any way. It's just like it seems like a very. I don't feel like you've seen enough, but who knows? I haven't seen any of it. Uh, watch the first three episodes of WandaVision yesterday. It's weird and hilarious in ways Marvel has no right attempting, but they nail it anyway. Then it sprinkles in just enough mystery to keep you speculating and fascinating. Fascinated. I'm so excited to see how Barton goes. I mean, it's all clear across the board. There's, this is, I don't think I've seen anything. It's all good reviews, looks like. Again, it was. I like this one. Watch three episodes of Wandavision, and the show is weird as hell. In a good way. That's that's more my kind of review. I see. I want that. Uh, two things are clear: Marvel's dedicated to parroting uh, classic sitcoms. Two, the MCU is finally back. See, yeah. Can't wait to see how the show sets up Doctor Strange 2 and Spider-Man 3. I think everybody is there with you, dude. Everybody is there with you. All right. What do you uh what so what do you, what do you think about this? Uh, does it get you any more excited for WandaVision? Old uh Johnny Boy or Rick? No. I I'm I'm actually trying not to put too much stock in these reviews because they're they're 
they're reinforcing my my huge excitement level I had for it. I um I uh, you know I have grandparents that or I had grandparents um that were that that why that that were I I saw the old fifties sitcoms with them. I mean, between my grandparents, my parents, and then myself, I, I cover the entire gamut of sitcoms that they're going to go through. So I remember watching things like The Honeymooners and I Love Lucy. Yeah. And so when they first announced the show and they, they said that was the premise for it, I just I thought, A, what the F? Because how in the world are they going to work a superhero show into um, you know, the sitcom universe, let alone the sitcom universe, you know spanning decades but mm-hmm. being like this could be this could be spectacular this, i i'm i love comic books and i love superheroes but i also like i like just good storytelling um 100%. and that's why like some of my favorite comic books aren't superhero comic books things like day tripper and preacher and um Lock and Key. I, I love those those series, and they're not superhero comic books. But but Didn't yeah, they I make love a them Lock and Key show. They do. There there is a Lock and Key show on Netflix, That's which awesome. is actually really good. It's it's not it's not as is is dark maybe as the as the comics were, but it's it's still excellent. I'm I'm looking forward to season two, which supposedly they're filming now. Um, but but I I just I really love good storytelling in Marvel, obviously knows how to tell good stories and i just i love everything i'm hearing like it's weird as hell that's that's so exciting to me yeah that's, that's really it's true. so great um you know it, it, it they they whatever they're trying to do all the reviews seem to say one thing in common is that they're doing it well and so i can't that the hardest part of this series is going to be the wait in between each episode i think for me that's why i don't want that's why i'm worried they just pulled and the three the make nine episodes they just made stuff shorter I'm telling you, every time you every time you turn on Mandalorian, don't act like the first thing you do is check and see the the end time, right? Yeah. Like you're just like, how long is this one? And you're just like, oh, it's only thirty minutes. Like, oh. yeah. And then you just die inside. It's never a problem though. They like the way they pace the shows. They do a good job. It's amazing. Like I'll watch a thirty minute episode of Mando and feel like I got an hour for the content out of it half the time. Sure. So I mean, they do a great job of it, but it's like. Could you imagine actually getting the hour out of it? Like that'd be pretty cool. Like I'd be good with that. Like you know, well, isn't the first the first episode from this past season that Bo Katan was in was only like a thirty five minute episode? But my God, if that didn't feel like a whole hour long, like just just epic like battle and stuff. That was and so the good. Boba Fett one was the same way. I think the Boba Fett one was only yeah. like thirty one minutes in it. You it felt yeah, it that, felt yeah. long. It felt good. So yeah, they do a great job. If they can if they can pace the show out like uh, they like they do with Mando, then great. Like I'm just worried about it like being extended out for nine episodes just so they can drag it on for two months. You know what I mean? Just to keep people subscribed, like like anyone's unsubscribing from Disney Plus. Some math here while we were while you were talking about it. If we're talking nine episodes and you're given a sitcom a decade. That only gets us up to the 2020. That only gets us through seven episodes. Um, so I'm wondering if those last two are more present day centric. If whatever they're building to culminates in the present, and then those last two don't follow the sitcom script, but are more the present day what's going on in the MCU status quo. And that's how do they tie 
because this show was meant to air when it is, I think, but yet Eternals and something else. I, I know Black Widow, but Black Widow is a, a prequel, so that doesn't really count. We're, we're meant to air last year, so I'm not sure how they're weaving this timeline all together with all the delays and stuff with COVID. Yeah, I don't know. Like, don't know. like were the Eternals were the Eternals meant to already be out in a part of the MCU? Before yeah, WandaVision were. came out, and so will WandaVision reference the Eternals without the movie having been out? I'm I'm really curious how they how they're going to do all that, work that together. I don't think we're anything to do with Eternals, but I mean it's supposed to lead into Doctor Strange and Spider Man three. So I'm I'm wondering if like we're going to get a post credit scene with Benedict Cucumber Man or like Tom Holland pops in or something at the end. Because like they're yeah. filming Spider Man three right now, so I mean I'm sure it wouldn't be too difficult for Tom Holland to pop in and just do something real quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We all here's the thing: over under like fifty percent, you see uh, a, a scene with like Wanda and Vision in a, in like a, a coffee shop that's like very reminiscent to either like the diner in Seinfeld or like the Friends. Uh, Cafe, uh, whatever I can't uh, Central Perk. What do you think? Think you're gonna see? We think we're gonna get something like that. Then we're gonna get a modern day sitcom in there, a more modern day one. I may be, I may be misremembering this. This may not have come from an actual official source, but I thought somebody said that they were, um, using The Office as inspiration for at least one of the episodes. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be interesting that'd be cool. to see. That'd be weird though. Why the office? Yeah. You feel like I felt like Seinfeld or Friends would be perfect. I know Friends is owned by WB though, so that might be problematic, but you could totally recreate like a cafe a central perk and just Sure. But both Seinfeld and Friends are are pretty firmly nineties shows. I know Friends crossed over into the what is it, the aughts. Um but I think I think you could still put put a friend spin on if you want to do nineties. Yeah, I, I feel like it would just like work. Cause I mean, you just if you just had like uh, Vision and Wanda walk into like the Seinfeld diner and just like sit down and order some food, like it could be the quickest throwaway scene. And the same for going into Central Park and getting some coffee. You know, what I mean, just like you just go to a, a cafe with a couch right in the middle of it, then you know what the you know what the idea is. Yeah, you know, they're, they're doing the friends thing, guys. Same with the you go to that like little left booth right from the door. It's like they're doing the Seinfeld thing, guys. That's really all. I just want to see that. Yeah, I'm going to see that, and I want to see like I hope we learn how it's going to tie in to Doctor Strange and stuff because that's the only thing that's really up in the air for me about it is like is this going to be the catalyst for Multiverse of Madness, or is the Multiverse of Madness already happening and like she's just like it's not caused by her like you know what i mean like something's going on and dr strange is like i need your help or if she's causing the multiverse of madness you know what i mean like because i feel like it's probably it's got to be one of the two i don't really see what else it would be i mean this this isn't this isn't huge this isn't spoilers for the show at all because I don't know anything about the show, but I mean, in the comics, Wanda did. I mean, she created at one point, she had a mental break and created the house of M yeah. storyline where, you know, she created, she, she created an alternate alternate universe and brought everybody over to it. Um, 
because she was having a mental breakdown. So yeah, I definitely think that that's a, that's a real possibility that they could be adapting this in some way like that. Yeah, that would be my only guess. That's the only thing. Like that was where I think everybody's head logically went. It's like, oh, they're probably doing House of M or something. That at least mm-hmm. Kevin Feige's little own play on it, like we were saying before, he like his sure. own adaptation of some way. Because like Age of Ultron was nothing like Age of Ultron, and Civil War was nothing like Civil War when you compare the movies to the comics. But I don't know. That's what I'm excited for. Rick, do you got? Are you excited for it in any way? Yeah, actually, I think it'll be cool. It's not something that really. I guess tooted my horn at first or anything, but uh, especially after hearing you guys talk about it and seeing like the previews and that sort of thing, they're playing a lot of previews on TV right now. It looks good. Like that looks great. You're not super familiar with the whole like vision storyline or Wanda or anything like that, but I think it'll be good. And I think the MCU knows what they're doing and uh, it'll be entertaining to see at least. Do you think vision is just back now? Like you think he's just alive? Like somehow? Or did she just create? Yeah, because, I mean, he's totally dead. But, like, he's totally in that show. Yeah. I mean, Vision's one of those characters, though, where it's tricky because he's an android. So, like, what is death for an android? Yeah. So I, I, they could always pull a thing where it's like, yeah, unfortunately, Shuri wasn't able to disconnect the, the Mind Stone from Vision prior to his death, but she was able to make a backup of Jarvis's consciousness, and we've been able to reprogram it and blah, 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 more fake technology stuff, you know. So here he is. Like, I don't know. Some explanation, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll find out in like three days now, I guess. You know, maybe. Well, we'll figure it out. But anyways, guys. Let us know what you think about these reviews, uh, these early reviews in for WandaVision. Do you think, or does this get you more excited for the show, or are you a little bit more hesitant, kind of like me, because, I don't know, not just because of the Wonder Woman reviews, but as the most recent example of a bunch of reviews that were stellar and amazing for a movie that was not, in my opinion, I've learned over the years just not to really, I don't really pay attention to the reviews. I do like to... You know, I like when the, there's like clear consensus of, oh, okay, cool. There's a lot of people liking it, so there, that's a good sign. But at the same time, I don't buy into it all that much. I'm very hesitant. So let us know what you guys think down in the comment section below. All right, guys. So our next topic is going to shoot us to the DC Universe or the DCEU or Zack Snyder's DC Universe or Zack Snyder's cul-de-sac, whatever is actually being referred to at this point in time. Because we have some uh, new images. We have a couple new new images, actually, but two in particular from the Snyder Cut, and then another one from, uh, like, a concept that uh, Zach had for, like, Wonder Woman as well. Uh, I think it was going to be used in BBS at some point. Um, But first, let's take a look at this. We got a photo of both Steppenwolf and Darkseid, just their new look here for the Snyder Cut. And uh, I personally think the Steppenwolf one, and I think they both look good and better than what we got in... I mean, we didn't get Darkseid at all in Justice League, so obviously that looks better, just outright. But Steppenwolf looked ridiculous in Justice League. Like, it was... like like, People are saying, like, PS3 playable characters and just talking crap about what it looks like and stuff, but it's like, (laughs) have you seen the original one? Because that looked like a PS2 character. It yeah, looked like really garbage, dude. It was Clone Wars level animation, man. Attack is prequel level animation. Not Clone Wars. Clone Wars is fine. Not the animated show. I mean, prequel level CG was actually better 
than the CG for Steppenwolf, in my opinion. Like, it looks like... I hate it, how they made Steppenwolf look. This looks way better. Plus, this is stylized, too. This isn't actually, like, a screen grab from the movie. If it is, it's been... There's, there's like, Photoshop effects to it or something. You can tell by, like, the grain and shit. It's not, like, an actual still image from it. It's been modified in some way. Plus, it fits more thematically with the movie. The Mother Boxes had that very, you know... uh, I'm trying to think of it. They, they were always in motion. Like they were yeah, kind of like fluctuating. living metal. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, it looks like this is his armor. So thematically all these, all these things come from apocalypse. So it would make sense that his, his suit would kind of reflect the same tone or the same um, technology as the mother boxes. So I think it is definitely an improvement over what we had in justice league. And I actually don't think, I think he looks pretty good. I mean, you know, it's, it, it's a comic book character. These guys wear incredibly outrageous suits sometimes. Because if anything, the more egregious thing is Darkseid's legs, man. Oh, man. This is the more <laughs> egregious thing. Like, There's no way you get your arms that jacked and your legs are that small. Biceps, like... There's no way. You don't have biceps that are bigger than your quads. Like, You literally have to be... Like, there's skipping leg days a thing, okay? But, like, not like this, as Twitch would say in the Matrix, man. Not like this. Not like this. Like, this is yeah, that's, this is yeah. a little bit much. You go in, you spend $70 million, and this is the best you can do on Darkseid's legs? I, yeah, I feel like Come this on, is, man. like, they were, they were, like, playing, like, match the top half of the character to the bottom half and somebody matched the wrong half yeah <laughs> that's it's, yeah. yeah it's it's like when you like when you're playing with your toys and you know, like just start <laughs> clicking things together right yeah that's a, yeah. something don't look right with that something don't look, there was that other shot we saw like not too long ago it actually showed him in the dark side like form because they're saying that like this is Uxus or whatever and not dark side free dark side yes. the character Thank before you. he becomes dark yeah. side yeah but that image that we saw of uh, or concept art, I forget which one it was, but that of Darkseid was like, he looked good. Granted, it was just a top half. I couldn't, they didn't show his like, legs, I don't legs, think. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. But he had a gym. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe that's why he lost here. He's got to do some squats. Because like, this is the, the flashback scene from when like the Green Lantern was there with the Atlanteans and the Amazonians. And like, maybe, oh, yeah. yeah, maybe he lost because he skipped leg day. So they like, call him out for it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I did. I, I read, I read something interesting too. And I saw, uh, I think I saw like a video about it. Apparently, in the original, I'm assuming this is going to happen in the Snyder Cut as well, because this was supposedly in Zack's original, like, Justice League, you know, plans. At the end of the movie, um, Flash is actually supposed to run back in time and reset things because they lose. But then the Flash goes back in time, and then they win, and then as they win, uh, they open up the boom tube and punch Steppenwolf into it, right? But then as he's flying back towards it, Wonder Woman cuts his head off. So then his head goes through the boom tube and then it falls at Darkseid's feet. And then they all see him and have... And I actually saw this clip. This is this clip's actually out there. So this actually has to happen. Um, 
But then, so yeah, the Steppenwolf's head falls at Darkseid's feet, and then, like, they all have a stare down at the very end with, like, Darkseid through the boom tube and shit. And I was like, that sounds cool. But yeah, I'm, all, I'm cool. on board with that. I don't like the thing where they lose and Flash has run back in time, but I get why you do it, just because they want to showcase Flash's abilities. But at the same time, there's there's two things that are very egregious with any form of Justice League that we've gotten right now. One, I hate that Barry Allen's lightning is whitish blue, and I hate that Darkseid's legs are smaller than his arms. Yeah. It is, and then obviously, Justice League Steppenwolf really sucked too. Like, that was really dumb. And honestly, too, you know, none of it made sense because, like, they were supposed to have that whole storyline thing where the the mother boxes, like, are actually, they, like, Zach wrote in a thing where, the the whole reason like there's a couple lines where Steppenwolf's like talking about mother and like you can't like don't touch mother and he's referring to someone talking to a mother box like the whole thing was because his mom is trapped in the mother boxes and that's why he needs to get them yeah and uh so it it just I don't know why you would cut all that stuff out because it really it, it would have actually made the movie make a little bit more sense <laughs> in some ways but. Regardless of that, the only other thing that apparently they've changed is um, Steppenwolf and Darkseid are actually supposed to be brothers, not not uncle and nephew, supposedly. So that's a hot take. It's not really a scoop because I've read it somewhere else too. So, but maybe you heard it here first. What do you get? What do you guys think about this? So you just upset about Leg Day? Yeah, I mean the Steppenwolf definitely looks like. I think Steppenwolf looks good. Yeah, it looks better, and it's like John said, you know, like superheroes and villains and what they're supposed to look wild you know but man that those legs kill me the legs i need some more as soon as you i saw that i was just like what like nobody understands like anatomy of like muscular yeah they definitely need some work man i feel like they need bulked up and they need trimmed down just just a hair like like it looks like they come like, I mean, they look like each leg looks, his legs look like they're as long as his torso, longer than his head and his torso put together. It's just very, I mean, that, that's, that armor piece he's wearing on his lower half comes way down there. It doesn't start to you way down his torso. So everything below that is almost leg. And I don't know, there's, there's, there's some proportion issues with this picture. Hopefully they get cleaned up with some of that $70 million. Yeah, I'd hope so. It's a lot of money to it's it's a lot of money to not put it into those legs. Hopefully, That's somebody true. in the studio is just like, dude, we gotta fix the legs. Like, I understand this, and it doesn't look. Good. It's hope. like it's like it's like the mustache from Superman in the yeah. Joss cut. Like, you're telling me there's nobody that's gonna that's looked at this picture or watched that scene and and doesn't say, hey guys, time out, time out. Can we take five minutes and Photoshop some stuff here? Because yeah. I feel like they with that mustache thing, they would have had better luck with just prosthetics, man. I know that thing looked like garbage. Like it looks so bad. Like, especially too, you opened up the movie with that scene. Yeah. Like the opening scene is that stupid CGI mustache. It really like as soon as that came on, I was like, Oh god, we're in for it, dude. <laughs> like this is not gonna be good. And sure enough, it it wasn't good. Uh then we got this picture here from uh this was supposed to be some picture from. Uh, it was supposed to be in BVS, if I believe, if I remember correctly, right, John? Isn't that what this was supposed to be from? Right. Next 
this was the placeholder picture for Diana. Di- the 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 history picture of Diana instead of the one we got with Steve Trevor later on mm-hmm. when they were conceptualizing this movie. This is this was the placeholder before Patty Jenkins got involved and they started fleshing out what they were going to do with Wonder Woman movie and and then switched it over to the Steve Trevor picture. I think it was a mistake because this is badass, dude. This is dope. <laughs> this, this is, is ridiculous. No, this is the Wonder Woman that I want to see. Like, this is awesome. The heads were in it. Yeah, it, it was, was amazing. amazing. Cannibalistic, whatever that the no, walk man. around carrying. It's heads. accurate to the time. It's accurate to the time. This is what they would do back then. Oh, hold on, hold on a second. It's imposing. I, You're cool with stormtrooper heads on pikes, but not whatever the hell these dudes did. Come on, they're just helmets. I, I want Are you to go though? back. I want you to go back and find the historical photos where people just casually walked around carrying the heads of their enemies. And no, it's they bundled. just beat them and they come back and you go and put these heads on spikes to ward off the, any more sacks on your village, dude. That's what you do. It's a thing. It they wards off. Like, I know for sure, like the Tower of London, they yeah. did that. Like Vikings did it. it was, it's a thing. It's a, it's it totally fits with the times, all right? And it would have been cool because why it would have shown how she no. evolved. Why do none of the other people in the picture, why aren't they carrying their head trophies? Well, this dude, the samurai fella, he's got a bag, so they're probably in his bag. Then then you <laughs> can't see behind this guy, and then maybe this is in his right hand here, and then maybe none of them, like maybe she's the one who killed him, so she took the heads. Maybe they didn't get any kills in because they're not wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty, uh, pretty good point. Who knows, man? I think it's cool. Did it really fit with the Wonder Woman we got and eventually got? No, but it did fit with the the Wonder Woman Zach portrayed in BVS. It would have portrayed with. It would have worked. Here okay, here's here's my let me let me let me play let, let me join your side for a second. There is a there is a story for a Wonder Woman that carries around severed heads that I'm all in for. Like that, she's an Amazon warrior, and maybe she's you know there there's a there's an alternate history or alternate universe out there where Wonder Woman is just a complete badass that walks around with severed heads. I I would love to see that story. Here's my issue though: we have never had a a, a lack of a better word, traditional Wonder Woman movie ever made. Like we we got the Linda Carter show for a fraction of time in the seventies, and then we've had basically nothing else live action. So I'm sorry if I want my Wonder Woman movie to be of a little more traditional variety. Just just because you know, I, I'd like to see that that ages old. Um, you know, most well-known version of the character on the screen before I see Severed Head Wonder Woman. I'm with you. Around. I'm, I'm totally with you. I just so, don't so think I, it's cool. I, 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 I think it's cool. It would. There's a place for it. I, it's just not like that's that's the movie you make in in 15 years when you've told a good set of Wonder Woman stories and you're like, oh, and here's this alternate world where Wonder Woman's or here's here's Wonder Woman has to fight the Wonder Woman from Earth 2 who is, you know, vicious and and doesn't promote peace and promotes violence or whatever. See, this is why I hope DC gets their like stuff together as far as their movies go because I would absolutely love to see um 
like injustice gods among us. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I want that. Like it would be awesome. Yeah, like that's what I'm looking for, man. For sure. My traditional good super you know, you know, the 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 core of the for what we were just talking about with Kevin Feige. Give me the versions, the classic versions of these characters that have withstood, you know, decades, the test of time. Give me those to start out with, and then show me your alternate takes. I'm all for it. I'll be there. I'll watch them. I love them. But but can we can we just have our have our traditional ones too first, please? please? Oh yeah, I'm totally with you. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm I'm perfectly fine with the Wonder Woman. I, I'm I actually I'm fine with the portrayal that we've got of Wonder Woman. Up to, up to okay. I think it's, it's been pretty, fine. Yeah, I, I would like it to be a little more. I liked the approach that Zach was taking. Like in BVS, I liked how she was. Like when Dark, when Doomsday smacked her around, she like grinned about it. You know, she like like I liked that. The, the Wonder Woman she, we got she, after she this, she was excited about yeah. the, the the battle. Yeah, definitely. And we haven't really got that anymore. So like that does disappoint me. It's like that's. I liked that. Granted, that mm-hmm. was just like a quick look, but then like we kind of had a little bit of it in the first Wonder Woman, but I mean, not in Wonder Woman eighty four. Absolutely not. I don't know what I don't know what they're doing with the character anymore. Now I'm just confused. Like they're, it's just I don't know. I don't know. You guys like, got anything else you want to add with those ones, and then uh, we can move on to the next the next uh, segment here. You good? I, I kind of hopped over. I kind of monopolized that one with my. Oh, no, I was totally with you. I was. I just thought it looked cool, man. I was all for it. I want to see. I want to see it happen. And I do. I argue that it it still would fit with the times, so it would make sense. You know, it's like you think that's like 17th century or something. You you'll know what's happening. Like different <laughs> times, man. There's a place for it. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. What do you guys think? Do you think you know? Did, do you agree that Dark Side skipped Leg Day? Do you think Steppenwolf looks good? Contrary to, do you th- I think Steppenwolf looks better than he did before. I mean, but I, I, again, that's not really asking too much, right? So, I mean, I can totally see that. And then, what do you think about the concept there for, or the placeholder image rather of uh, Wonder Woman carrying around the seven severed heads? Do you think it's cool? Like I, do, I think it's cool. I think it could have worked. Do I think it's a little much? Sure, I recognize that as well, but I still like it. Let us know what you guys think down in the comment section below. All right, guys, so our next topic is actually going to be uh, still in the world of Zack Snyder here because uh, this was just a quick thing that I thought was kind of funny. I just wanted to actually add it in. I was going to include it on the last one, but I don't know why. It just became a, it became its own thing for now, for whatever reason. But some, I don't know, the world's... Batman himself had to have found this. Like, the world's greatest detective or someone from CSI like the TV show CSI where they can just enhance everything had to have spotted this because there was a, an image in entertainment weekly from Zack Schneider's uh, upcoming army of the dead movie on Netflix, a zombie flick, which I'm very excited to see. I'm very excited to see Zack Snyder do something outside of the DC uh, universe for like just for the first time in a while, because at no point in time was Zack Snyder ever a divisive director until man of steel and BVS came out. Like everybody liked Zack Snyder and Zack Snyder movies, and I want to get back to that. Like, cause he like there's only one bad movie he's made I contend to this day, and that was Sucker Punch. Yeah, everything else has been fine. You're not gonna tell me that 300 was bad. You're not gonna tell me Dawn of the Dead was bad. Man of Steel was amazing. You can tell me it's not, but you're wrong. And <laughs> BVS was fine. 
I don't think it was bad. It was just fine. But, the, you know, I mean, you're you're almost batting a 1,000. It's close. He's like a 900 right now. It's not terrible. And then the Snyder Cut, we'll just have to see. Like maybe, maybe that's bad. Who knows? But either way, this uh, picture came out here showing that... <laughs> They go into the, 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 our cast here of Army of the Dead. They go into this bank vault, and you see these things right here. Now, when you enhance, those were the same pictures or the same canisters there that uh, were used for the Snyder Cut, like <laughs> teaser that, he's, that he put out. Zach posted this image, and then he literally included it in. <laughs> In Army of the Dead. That's funny. Like, which I just find to be, it's effing hilarious, honestly. Like, but whoever found this is insane. Like, how you <laughs> would see this random picture of a bank vault from Army of the Dead, and your eyes go over to here, and you're like, I've seen this before. Yeah, I would never like, have got that. I would have absolutely never noticed that. And I try to, like... When I'm watching movies, I try to find like little Easter eggs that could be hidden there, or I like to look for like airs. Like in, in uh, Batman Begins, there's a scene, for instance, where that Christopher Nolan forgot to cut out during the the dock fight station because the music in the fight scene doesn't sync up to the sound design. So it's just this random clip that shows Batman's feet all of a sudden, but the scene has already stopped, and it's there. Go and watch it. It's a it is a mess up in editing. Um, but I like looking for that stuff and I notice that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? But I would have never seen that. No, no. Like it's insane that it's hilarious that it's there. And I just I, I want to know who found this because it's it's just insane. It's apparently pretty valuable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's the most valuable thing in that room. It's worth at least a hundred million dollars <laughs> at yeah. this point. So yeah, I just thought that was cool. You guys, uh, what do you guys think about this? Do you think it was funny? You think it was a good thing to little throw in there? I just and think it's funny. Yeah, who that's do you a... think found this, man? It's hard to say. Like it's insane. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, I think it's hilarious that Zach is trolling kind of WB by you know because that was WB's talking point for for so long was that it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Yeah, and that's the thing. He posted this picture like not like this was I mean this says nine months ago or, or nine minutes ago. This is an old picture though, regardless. Okay. Yeah. I remember seeing this like six months ago. Yeah. You know, like because this came out, he posted this before the announcement that he was actually doing it. So and that was like February or something, or March, maybe, when it officially came out. So, I mean, this was a while ago. This It's almost been a year ago they posted that. So, like, he was filming Army of the Dead. And if you look, it's already on the cage there. Yeah. Like, so he was filming Army of the Dead and, like, already had this shit sitting there. That's true. It's literally, like, the same shot. <laughs> just a different. I, mean? yeah. well, I just find it hilarious. Like, but, I mean, he did know about... Uh, he he confirmed himself that he initially started talking to Warner Brothers about making the Snyder Cut back in November, December, right around the time the COVID was over in the uh, uh, China. Oh, like God. right around that time was exactly when he was talking to uh, them about actually doing the Snyder Cut. So this is just how he had the foresight to throw this in there, and like just because I just I don't know I just find it hilarious, right? It's baffling, but anyways. 
You guys got anything else you want? Are you excited for Army of the Dead? It'll be cool to see. Interesting. See his like take on that sort of thing. He's already done. He did Dawn of the Dead. Dope. Yeah, Dawn that was so good. <laughs> that was a great um, movie. Oh, dude, that was that was a great movie. That was like his first big movie that put him on the map, man. It might have been his first big Hollywood movie in general. I can't really remember. Now I feel stupid. <laughs> Not many people know that was a Zack Snyder movie. Like if you haven't seen his his original Dawn of the Dead, go check it out because it's. I mean, if you if you dig zombie movies, it's it's definitely one of the good ones. It's yeah. It's there have been good. so many that have been made that were just kind of so so as the craze kind of swept over everything. But his came his came before like the Walking like Dawn the, his Dawn of the Dead was before the Walking Dead TV show was out and stuff. It was kind of uh, zombies weren't as big as they were when that movie came out. It was I, like, he kind of rekindled the the movement. I feel like it, everything oh, started yeah. like happening after because I think that came out in like two thousand. I was not a Walking Dead fan, and uh, yeah. I like zombie movies. It has a very different feel than Walking Dead. So yeah, don't yeah. Worry. it's, it's just... much more of a traditional zombie thing. Yeah, but definitely. done really well. Like done really, really well. So I'm looking forward to it. And again, Netflix, at least as far as Army of the Dead goes, just like Kevin Feige seems to have like the utmost confidence in. Um, can't remember his name now. Let me find it. I got to put on Michael, Michael Waldron. Yeah. Just be, like they, um, uh, Netflix seems to have a ton of confidence in this Zack Snyder army of the dead project because they've already greenlit an anime series for it and a prequel movie. So hopefully he captures some lightning in a bottle there. And like, maybe he's going to have his whole, uh, he'll go on and make sequels for this thing afterward. Like who knows, man, it could be really big for him. It could be a sleeper thing for Netflix, dude. Sequels like Air Force of the Dead, Navy of the Dead, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Marines of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, good. I mean, I'd be on board with that. Space Force of the Dead. <laughs> Space Force um, of the Dead. That'd be cool as hell, man. Ugh. That's the only thing we haven't had yet is zombies in, in space, right? True. I don't think we've had that. I can't, I, I can't like think of one. I'd be shocked if somebody hasn't done something with that. I'm sure there's been a play on it, like in like an episode of Star Trek or something. But like they had to have at some point. Maybe not, but it does seem like something, or like your uh, your Stargate series or Battlestar or something. You know, one of these serialized shows that just kind of exist in space. I'm sure it's done something about it. But, anyways, guys, let me know what you think. Did you? I just thought this was funny. So you just let me know what you guys think of this down in the comments. Do you think? You know, Zack Snyder's just like the biggest troll in the world because, like, I'm I'm starting to think he's got some. He's doing he's doing good. This is real good, and I need to know what amateur sleuth out there is actually found this thing because that's incredible. I don't know how you would even go about realizing that was in there. So let us know what you guys think down in the comment section below. All right, guys. So our final topic here is we're just gonna kind of spitball on this whole. Recent comments by like Walter Hamada saying that like the Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League is a, a cul-de-sac, but then we get conflicting information from, you know, other Warner Brothers reps or like sources uh, with Warner Brothers reps that kind of indicate that there could be future plans for Snyder Cut content. And then we also have Zack Snyder making, you know, doing an interview and having his own comment saying that he has no... Uh, current plans for further installments, but anything's possible. But Zack Snyder himself has said in the past too that he had a plan for five movies. 
and he's only done three if you include Justice League. So at this point, I don't really know what, what to expect here, but we have this more recent article come out here suggesting that a Trinity movie, uh, for Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, depends on the success of Snyder Cut. And I'm just going to kind of reiterate exactly what I've been saying to, like, everybody, um, like, on the show here. Why do they have such big ads on this website? Like, this is ridiculous. Why would you put, like, it's like, where's the article? It's like, it's like broken up and all these stupid, like, what is this? Either way, I'm just going to say, here's the thing. They can say all they want to say about there not being any more plans and they're not going to do anything else or, you know, it's a cul-de-sac or whatever. But again, money talks, all right? If the Justice League Snyder Cut comes out and just HBO Max pops off in subscribers, they can, they can literally get real-time analytics like suggesting how many people signed up on the release correlated to those same viewers if they watch the Snyder Cut and then just go from there. If and if it if they can deem it a success, they will obviously go to Zach for more stuff. There's if it's if they see value in it, value in dollar signs, it's gonna happen. And like so it's like I feel like this article is kind of a spaghetti on the wall kind of thing. Uh, but I mean they do claim to have sources for it. So I mean it is what it is. But either way, I've been saying it forever, it just comes down to money talks. So, I mean, Zack Snyder can say, right, like he just said in the recent interview, like this past week, I think, that he didn't have plans for it. But at the same time, he also said anything's possible in that very same interview. And then we all know he's had plans for five movies. So what do you guys think? Do you think I'm, do you think I'm crazy or do you think I'm just too rational about it where it's like, no, duh. Because I'm just kind of confused why... The only thing that's really confusing me is, like, why Walter Hamada will come out and say it's a cul-de-sac, but then, like, immediately after that, there was a whole... Like, I forget... We talked about it last week. He said... He, he himself says something completely contradictory, and then they're bringing, like, Ben Affleck back for The Flash, and they're continuing The Flash, then they're continuing Wonder Woman, so it's like... Is it really a cul-de-sac, though? Because you're still building off of it. Like, no matter how you look at it. You're still building off of it. I don't think you're crazy. I mean, it sounds like what you're saying makes sense, you know, that there would be more. So I guess you have to wait and see. But I definitely don't feel like it's a cul-de-sac by any means. I mean, like you said, money talks. Justice League does well. Who knows what will happen? That's why I think he specifically said cul-de-sac as opposed to a dead end. Maybe he was just trying to be diplomatic because dead end sounds kind of shitty. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I could see like Zack Snyder kind of taking offense and anybody working on it kind of taking offense to that. But I also think that we mentioned this last week on last week's show, how we thought that that wording was peculiar to say the least. And that, you know, he didn't have to say dead end. He could have said that, um, you know, we don't have any more plans to work with Zack in the DCU after this or something like that. Something a little more definitive, but also, you know, clearly makes make the impression that they were done um so i think that i think all of this is very much i think the cul-de-sac comment is sort of a cya cover your ass type deal i think he's he's just covering himself so that you know fans don't have the expectation that more is coming um that way if this bombs and fails i mean they to be honest you have to look at it from wb's 
um, community relations, public relations vision of it too. They've dealt with ever since Zach was removed and ever since there started to be these hints and these talks about what was going on with the Justice League movie and reshoots and, and replacing characters and rewrites and things like that. And then you have the movie come out and be critically panned. And then you have stories come out, you know, further instigating this. And then you have the Snyder cut movement that, that not only started, but my God, for it, it was what two solid years of release the Snyder cut and, and bad press for WB about why they wouldn't let Zach's vision out and how there's this other cut of this mythical movie out there. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, I think all of that ties into him just kind of trying to mute fan expectations and not, not, not give people the hope. And then, and then that way they have the option to say, you know, yeah, okay, Zach, this was, this were gangbusters for us. This was more than we could have ever asked for. Hey, you know what? We'll sign you to a five picture deal right now, you know, to make more content. But um, I, I think they're definitely covering their butts just to just so that if things don't go the way that everybody I think hopes they do, there's not there's not that fallout from it that they that they experience with Justice League. Yeah, I'm with you, too. And I think it's kind of foolish for anybody out there to think that somehow the Snyder Cut's just going to be some, like, amazing success because Man of Steel, despite how amazing it was, was divisive. Yeah. BVS sure. wasn't as good as Man of Steel, but it was divisive, more divisive it- than, than Man of Steel. So there's really no reason to expect that this also won't be divisive. Like It just shows that Zach's, Zach's, yeah, Zach's vision for the DCU is pretty divisive. So yeah, It didn't resonate with the global audience. Like, it just didn't. Whether that's now, for better or for worse, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Did that doesn't mean that if all of those fans who were on the side of Zach and love that vision of it, if all of them get behind him and support this, and and and, and there's enough of them, it could it could push the needle, especially in the realm of streaming, for you know HBO to go to Zach and say, "Look, this worked. This worked on this platform. It may not work for a general movie going audience." But my God, you've you've insured us this diehard contingent of, you know, 10, 20, 30 million plus subscribers that that love your vision of the DCU. We want to do more with you with this. So that's kind of how I feel about it. Like, no. And that's the thing, too. Like we with that's what I think they should be shooting for. And I think if if the Zack Snyder's like DC universe is going to live on anyway, I think it will probably be on HBO because. For one, it just makes sense. Like, it, if since they're doing the the Snyder Cut thing as an HBO Max project, essentially anyway, um, if it can drive those subscriber numbers up, keeping it contained in that environment is both it would both behoove HBO and Warner Brothers because they'll now have a popular IP that is actually driving their subscriber count. You know what I mean? Because like. For instance, what Game of Thrones did for HBO, like they had that, and like that, like now that, that was gone. We just did a story about it last week. The, the reports are suggesting that they lost up to, if not more than fifty percent of their subscribers once Game of Thrones ended. So yeah, maybe partly with people like that were unhappy with it, but in the end, more than likely, it was just because that's what they were watching. They yeah, were watching. Like, they were watching Game of Thrones. That was it. That was the only thing. Yeah. yeah, it's like they didn't watch anything else. So if 
if the Snyder Cut can get enough people in there for them for them to see that maybe there's something here that we can continue on with more stories that are connected to this universe, whether it's Zach coming back to do a Justice League Part Two or to do this, you know, proposed Trinity movie, if that was going to be like from Zach, sure. But maybe it's Ben Affleck's solo Batman movie. Maybe it's something else. I was going to mention the Ben Affleck Batman movie. Like maybe it's something else within like that world that would only exist there. It would only benefit, it would benefit both because then as far as the cost goes, HBO is able to spend enough money on like a series. I mean, they were spending like $25 million an episode on game of Thrones. So like if it's enough for, uh, the Game of Thrones, as long as the Snyder Cut is pulling in enough numbers, gets enough subscribers in, I see no reason why it couldn't live on in some way or at least finish off what Zack's vision is or, like I said, continue stories on, like, in some way on there. Because, like, Superman movie? No, like, that's going to go to the theaters, like, even if it's Henry Cavill. And obviously with Wonder Woman 2 the same way, they both of those movies... Man of Steel made like six to eight hundred million. The Wonder Woman was obviously successful both times. I mean, I don't really know how successful. I'm actually curious because Wonder Woman was so divisive. I kind of wish it would have got a normal theatrical release because I would have liked to have seen how much money it actually made because they had to pay out uh, Patty and Gal as if it was going to make a billion dollars. I don't know if it would have made a billion dollars. In all honesty, I don't know if it would have. Like, the first one did it. This one wasn't as good. So. I don't it, think it would have. I would have. I, I would have gone. I would have insured it. You would have insured. <laughs> See, I haven't seen it still, and I've got. <laughs> you spend enough money on Wonder Wo- a fake Wonder Woman thing, but you ain't got a lightsaber yet. Just <laughs> <laughs> gotta get a lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. Oh man! What? Next week we'll come on and we'll both have them just. Soon, John will just be. I'm gonna recreate that Vader scene just to send to John. Oh, I'll film man. it for you. Yeah, and then I'll get the Revan costume and everything too, and then I'll recreate it again. Just like every day, I'm just gonna keep downloading new sound fonts, and then like you'll be the first one I send it to. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, Tormenting me. Yeah, and then soon enough you're just gonna be like, Nate, I got four of them coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. Do you guys got anything else you want to add for the Trinity? Oh wait, no. We'll just we can just continue this on because the next one we're gonna talk about this kind of flows into it here. Um, Let's talk about this because this is just as confusing to me. So this whole Ray Fisher thing that's going on right now, um, what's been going on? So there's been a recent article that came out from. Uh, it's got kind of a clickbaity headline because it's not actually directed towards Ray Fisher, but uh, I'm just gonna bring it up anyway here. Um, it's 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 from CBR, so it's not like some random place or anything. But it, this is very misleading, we'll say the least. It's not really clickbaity, but it says more to me. Response: Ray Fisher, it's time to move on. Now it doesn't really go on to say that. Like they don't call him out directly. It's just a statement from like uh, like either the lawyer or the PR person from the the, the Warner Media rep, essentially whoever whomever it was, whatever their role was. But it was uh, Warner Brothers rep that was actually doing the giving the statement for this. Just said that they've conducted their outside investigation from the law firm and led by a former federal judge and all that sorts of fun stuff. More than eighty people were interviewed and they have full confidence in its thoroughness and integrity, and the remedial action has been taken, and the investigation has concluded, and it is time to move on. They did not say, hey, Ray Fisher, it's time to move on. So that's not actually what happened. So 
I don't really agree with the headline here because it's it is very misleading and it's just kind of this is the kind of thing that just adds more fuel to the fire in these kind of situations because now you get people who like literally just read the headline because they know 90% of people out there only read the headlines. That's why Twitter is a thing. That's why you only have so many characters <laughs> yeah. to do it. See, that's literally why. Because um, no one wants to go through and actually read. And granted, look, I mean, this was like, this was just like, it's right here. You, it's it's so close. And then they know, like, no one's going to get that far in the article. And that's sad because it's literally two sentences down. <laughs> Not yeah. that big of a deal. But this whole thing is just, I, I don't know. The only thing I have to say about the whole Ray Fisher thing to begin with is like, one blanket statement that, and I don't care what, like, you can agree to disagree. That's fine. But I don't think anybody can disagree with the fact that if you're watching this, this show, you probably weren't there. You did not witness whatever <laughs> yeah. this abuse was that Ray Fisher is talking to or talking about. Like, you weren't there. So you can assess and have your opinion based on what you see and what you're reading, but in the end, you weren't there. So I just don't think you should either, you shouldn't be jumping like down Ray Fisher's throat, and you shouldn't be pointing fingers at Warner Brothers, because like, you don't know what happened. You know, that's the only thing that like, I, I'll never agree with anybody like choosing sides when it's like, were you say yeah were you in the room like because i mean where why why do you you have any sort of like why should people believe what you're saying because i mean that you could say that to ray fisher that's fine because like why should why should we believe him there's been like that's the one gripe that i have with what ray fisher's been saying is he could be a great guy i don't know i like the cyborg too like he's fine but i don't feel like he's came out and definitively said this person did this bad thing, and this is yeah. why. It was he, just super generic. Yeah, he made a very vague statement about like Jeff Johns threatening his career, but he didn't say what actually happened. Like, and like that's the only thing that's kind of like confusing in some ways. And maybe I, it's like, why did you go public with all this stuff, like this whole thing, if you weren't gonna like give details about it? Because you'd think that normally the only time to go public with something like this is when you've gone through the other proper channels and you're not getting the outcome that you think you deserve in yeah. some way, you know? Like if you try to go like, if you go to your boss and the boss doesn't do anything and you go to their boss and their boss doesn't do anything and then you're out of options. Retain a lawyer. Yeah. 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 It's like, well, you retain a lawyer and say, Hey, look, you know, there was some, I was treated unfairly. I was wrongly, you know, threatened or whatever. And there's some compensation that needs to happen here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. If, and that's the thing. Like I said, I wasn't there. Maybe that happens. So like, that's fine. If that's the case, it's just odd though. If that did happen, Normally, that's when you like make the details public. Yeah, make like actual allegate like deeper yeah. allegations. Yeah, this mm -hmm. I just feel like everything has been like a little, like you said, vague. It's just vague. Like like this person was mean, but what they do, they uh, were mean. Yeah, they like, were mean. Yeah, like okay, like but why? <laughs> that's that's honestly been my biggest thing with it too. Is, um, you know, I, I've watched, I've read. As far as I know, I've read all of Ray Fisher's statements on the matter. I've watched some of his Instagram posts on the matter. Um, there was one where he was walking down a sidewalk and talking about the evidence that he has and stuff. And 
And he, he's, he's brought up a lot of times that there's all this supportive evidence for these claims that have been made. Um, and, and there were other people like Jason Momoa, I think, came out and said he stands with Ray Fisher. And, and, and so that, you know, I don't know that Jason Momoa, especially having such strong ties to Warner Brothers and DC and his, his Aquaman character, would be willing to put his you know, career or that, that part of his career on the line if he didn't believe Ray Fisher. So, so that lends credence to it. But I just don't, it's hard when you, you're told over and over, I have this evidence, I have this evidence, but it never it manifests. It never shows up. Um, and, and, and on the other side, you know, Warner Brothers has not exactly been forthcoming with their investigation. They, you know, yeah. they, they say it's over. They say that remedial action has been taken. Well, you know, what was the outcome? Why, why aren't you saying, you know, these are the things that we found that were done wrong and this is what we're doing to fix it. These are, and these are the actions that came about. So both sides are being very coy and they're playing this weird PR game. And I don't necessarily, like you said, nobody was in the room, nobody watching this. Uh, we weren't in the room. We don't know what happened in these situations. So it's hard for me to just get back fully back one side or the other. Um, I, as as often with these cases, the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah, exactly, and and that's the thing. It's like I don't know like who or what to believe. It's just like you'd think after going public, we'd have the details for it. Because it's just like why would you go public? Well, if you if you if I don't know. I I said this and uh, when we were discussing it, you know, before sh- before the show, you know. It's odd to me that in a day and age where Ryan Reynolds can leak the Deadpool footage in order to get the Deadpool right. movie made, and Tom Cruise's rant about COVID can get leaked, and all these leaks happen left and right. Every other day, there's another leak, and yeah. yet this kind of this is kind of not to not to belittle this what happened or or, or minimize the importance of it. But this isn't like Ray Fisher's not a major motion picture star. This movie was by all means, not a major picture in the long run. Nobody nobody really cares about Justice League anymore. They care about Zack Snyder's Justice League now, but Justice League is a, is a you know, a kind of forgotten film out there. And, mm-hmm. and, so, and so for the secrecy to be so strict around all this is just very, the whole thing is very perplexing. I don't think we'll ever have a straight answer on it. And hopefully, you know, people, hopefully the focus will turn back towards WB making Warner Brothers making good DC films, Zack Snyder's Justice League, um, and, and positive, you know, positive talk good, about good that. Vibes. Yeah, yeah, not good the vibes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's good vibes. No, I'm with you, man. Because that's the thing that's just been the only thing that bothers me about it. Again, it's just like when you go public, that's the time to make the the details public. Yeah, put not, it all on the table. Like, yeah, like because otherwise, it's just. It's just a he said she said thing, and that's all we're getting. And it's like, they're it's like they're trying to be diplomatic, and it's like, but you've gone public, like both sides. It's like Warner Brothers. It's just like remedial action's been taken. It's like, okay, what does that mean? Like, who got their their due comings? Like, like because that that implies that some there was wrongdoing, doing on the on your sets to ensure that an actor doesn't doesn't be put in the situation that, he, that Ray Fisher feels he was put in, you know, I mean, yeah. are you, are, are you giving, are you giving, um, uh, what are they called? Are, are you giving them, you know, are, does each actor now have a, 
um, a supportive person that's that's taking their side when they go into these meetings or something. You know, I, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's very odd. Yeah, and it is too. It's also like potentially like kind of a shame for. And I'm not taking sides by me, but like this whole situation, like could obviously really like hurt the Ray Fisher's career because yeah. he's coming out and sure. like who's going to want to work with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially if the details aren't leaked. So, like, if nobody knows what actually happened so that no one can really take his side, it's like, why would Universal want to get in bed with Bray Fisher if they they don't know what, like, wrong thing that they'll do that Ray Fisher is going to take public? That's always going to be in their mind. You know what I mean? It's just like, so that's only going to, like, not having the details out there w- will really just hurt him even more because now everyone just knows that he's just, spouting stuff out on twitter and making things public but no one knows why and if he's like purely justified or not because no details are given so it's oh, like yeah. yeah it's just kind of confusing and then the last thing we kind of have with do you have something to say i was just gonna say on a side note yeah this whole debacle with ray fisher and Warner brothers is hilarious to me because yet again even in the in the times when even in situations where things are going bad Marvel still does it better than DC does. I mean, you think about the the kind of ugly sort of breakup that Marvel had with Terrence Howard and playing Rhodey going into Iron mm-hmm. Man two, and that wasn't that never nearly got, didn't get nearly to the level that this Ray Fisher thing has gotten. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just yet again, Marvel has one up DC in 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 just every way, shape, and form. Yeah, in some way, it, it's just kind of a shame. In all honesty. Um, the last thing, uh, the last thing we really have here, kind of ties into this too. So I'm just going to keep this one running because uh, apparently, in one of Ray Fisher's claims, he said something about Jeff Johns like no longer working for like DC or so- something along the lines of uh, he was going to be like forcefully removed after this is done or something, something along those lines. And uh, I think he said Joss Whedon has Warner Media has severed ties with Joss Whedon and Jeff and- Johns. Jeff Johns is on his way. We'll yeah, be next year yeah. or something. And uh, apparently not. Is uh, there's uh, an, article here, yeah, an article here is, uh, that states uh, explicitly that Jeff Johns, for one, he co-wrote Wonder Woman 1984. Um, but that would have been in development prior to, I guess, these statements. But uh, other than that, though, he right now is working on season two of uh, Stargirl. Uh, he's executive producing Batwoman. Doom Patrol, Titans, and Superman and Lois coming to CW. So that's obviously not true, right? uh, at least oh, as far as right now. Like, yeah, it doesn't sound like he's going anywhere. Yeah, and uh, I don't think DC, it, w- it would be pretty hard for DC and Warner Brothers to, like something would have to be really bad for them to cut ties with Jeff Johns because he's had a very like long career. At, uh, not like incredibly long, but he's been with DC for a while and he's done some really good things. Is the um, chief creative, I think, chief creative officer for DC Comics on the whole mm-hmm. um, for, for five years there. Now, you know, he's since stepped away from that role and is now kind of contracting with them and executive producing on stuff. But um, yeah, they like absorbed that role there, is like what yeah. happened. They absorbed it into uh, Jim Lee's job. Like Jim Lee just yeah. took it over. So, like, yeah, he's just like, I don't know really what kind of title he has there now. Is I think it's just like free freelance, I guess, but only works with is. DC. Because like, 
I don't think he's gone out. I don't think he's gone and worked with anybody else since since he, he has he his own the Green Lantern his own, run. Yeah, I think he has his own company right now. It's called like Madcap Productions or something. Oh and yeah, that might be. Right. I think, but but I think he's. I think you what you said is right. I think he's exclusive, or this, his company is exclusively working with or for DC right now, or Warner Media, whatever that would be. Yeah, whatever it is, right? And I so I and I. I while Jeff Johns hasn't done too great on the movie front, though, like I hope that like one of these movies or TV shows coming out, he's working on somehow he gets that like Green Lantern fire that he had back, man. Because like his Green Lantern run was awesome. Like he, yep. he, he he's like the reason that Green Lantern's even like what it is today, like right now. Yep. Like and go read and- the Sinestro Core War, and then and then if you know if. if if that doesn't get you excited about the possibility or what a Green Lantern series or movie could be, then I don't know what would. That's, that's something I'd like to see. Well, that's the thing that's kind of baffling is why we never got any announcement that Jeff Johns is attached to the like they have some, what's his name? The dude Greg Berlanti is producing the Green Lantern show. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Your Green Lantern well, guy is Jeff the, Johns, dude. The problem is. Johns was attached to, at least as I think I'm remembering this right. Johns was attached to the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern Ooh. movie. And he was, he was. Yeah, I'm not correctly. sure. I'm not sure what happened creatively there. I don't know if he just didn't have the voice he needed to have to to make the movie be what it needed to be. I, I have a feeling that the good elements of that movie, which there are some, despite what you know, the overall impression of the movie was I, there are some, yeah, there okay. are some good elements to it. And I think those are probably his touches on that movie based on what he did in the comics. Um, but I don't think he was, he was not, he didn't have quite the clout that he does now. Um, and so I think that may contribute to the, but, but anyway, he's got the tarnish of that green lantern movie attached to him. So maybe that's check the screen. Oh, yeah. He did. He wrote the screenplay. There might be another screenwriter on it, though. We never know because he and Patty Jenkins co-wrote Wonder Woman 1984, but he still has a screen screenplay by and story by credit. So we don't really know how much he was involved in Wonder Woman 84. You know what I mean? Like how much of it was Patty? How much of it was Jeff Johns? Like who knows? Like. So, and it could be the very same concept with it. Let's see if there's anybody else listed as a as a thing here. I'm actually just kind of curious now. Additional cast or crew information. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's much info. No. His picture was at the bottom there. Is there somebody somebody else down there at the bottom next to his picture? No. no. Okay. But that's your recently view. Hmm. Writers, John... Well, this is comic book. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And writing, yeah, this is also story by screenplay. No, it looks like he's so far he's the only one for the movie. He has a story by and screenplay credit. Uh, for- Deborah Snyder is a producer. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, Deborah and Zach are producers on like everything at DC, right? They were producers on Wonder Woman eighty four. Both their names were yeah. on that. It's like any. I just figured that was because of his him bringing Gal into it and their involvement with spinning out BVS. Possibly, yeah. 
I mean, the, the, dude, the producer credit is such a nebulous term anymore. And like, <laughs> yeah. like dude, it doesn't matter what it is. Like Steven Spielberg's on like a ton of movies and like all he had to do was like take a lunch with them. And it's like, we'll give you a story credit or like, or yeah, we'll give you a really. producer credit. That's he was, you think he did anything on the Transformers movie for Michael Bay? Like, are you really think he, no, he had lunch with them. Like I he, produced the force awakens. I mean, shit, they let me do it. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> But yeah, I just hope that it long to, long story short, I want Jeff Johns. I I, I swear to God, I hope th- this if this better be right. If this is because you can't always trust IMDb, especially like when it's this far out. Like this could be inaccurate. But of all the projects for Jeff Johns to be writing on, like this is the one. Like this is the one. He had a good Aquaman though run too, too, didn't he? He did. Yeah. So he did. like excellent. Yeah, if I'm remembering correctly, so I mean, he had a Superman run. He had a really good Superman run too. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I don't know about the Superman one. I don't think I read anything about that one. But I did. I know. I I've saw really good of Brainiac the, story. Yeah, was it? Mm-hmm. Maybe I have read that one. Then I don't. I don't remember. Either way, this is the one. This is the. Yeah, I hope definitely. This is totally the one of any of them. So I hope it's good. Like I, I hope it is. I like Green Lantern. All they gotta do is get Chris Dude. Pine in there to play Hal Jordan. That's, <laughs> That's all we want. Like, if don't bring Good him back for Wonder Woman three, just bring him back for Green Lantern. Okay, it's fine. Just do it. He'd be perfect for the Hal Jordan I have in my head. Okay, I know. I know it's <laughs> the one in my head. It's not the one they wrote. It's the one in my head. He'd be perfect for it. But alas, they're not making my Green Lantern movie. So, which is probably a good idea in all honesty. But. That'll do it for us today, guys. Uh, don't forget, one, to submit comments and questions or whatever you want. Send them to honestanduneducated at gmail.com. That's honestanduneducated at gmail.com. Um, you, you guys got anything else you want to add? I just kind of signed off. I figured we were wrapping this up. So you get you guys all no, good? I'm good. Square good. All right, cool. Rick, where can everybody uh, find you online then, good sir? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at SirRickMetz, R-I-K-M-E-T-Z. Go. John, where can everybody find you? I'm over on the Twitters at Nightwing underscore J. Good deal. And you can follow you can find me just simply right here at Sir Rob Bifo, or you can find me uh by emailing me at honestanduneducatedgmail.com again. You can do that. I'll answer hey. I'll respond to that. What's up, John? Hey Rob, don't don't forget to tell everybody about all this good stuff that just came out. I mean, you mentioned the you mentioned the lightsaber review earlier, but people can go check out your new Batman Hot Toy review that just oh, yeah. went up That's this true. week. Yeah. Oh yeah, there, there gonna, were there were a couple new ones. Link in the up, description. Though. I was gonna yeah. plug it. I'm not gonna put the link in the description, <laughs> but because it's just that's not really the same format of thing. No, but uh, <laughs> yes, I did. Um, I did a review. Let me pull it up real quick. I mean, uh, I don't know if I can pull it up. Right it's now. a good figure. Not a bad figure. This is exciting. Yeah, this is. Let me pull it up. I got, yeah, so I got this, and then I got this. So here, you guys go and check out right here. We got, I did the review of the, uh, the unboxing. This isn't the review yet, but I got the unboxing of the lightsaber out. That's on the channel. You can go find that. Then I got the prestige Batman <laughs> toy there with the classic <laughs> clickbait thumbnail. You got <laughs> to do it sometimes, so that's why it's there. Yeah. Um. So again, you got you to gotta go watch the video. And then, then you like it. It's right here. You click that. <laughs> then you click subscribe. And then you click the bell. Then you follow all and, of us. And, then and you, you have a great day. Yeah. And, and then they just 
make sure when you play the video you let it run for like at least 10 minutes because that helps the analytics better you don't have to watch (laughs) it you just put it on you can click tabs off of it but you do all that and that helps to do that but then when you want to you go back and you actually watch it because it's good and that's what happens you know you you, that's how it works so then here's the lightsaber it's right here and so pretty sick go and you go and it's right here and then you go there to watch me get it out of the box and stuff and then (laughs) soon there's going to be another video of me saying how cool it is like i am right now so then again you go and you hit like and then subscribe if you didn't do it before then let it play for 10 minutes maybe five's fine too but like or again watch it all the way okay you do that but uh anyways yes that'll do it follow me at sir rob bifo and also there's also these man you go and watch these right here don't every like friday we do this we do this right here we do these streams here look at the muscles flex my muscles and i play warzone <laughs> like with john and then rick sits there and doesn't play games because he doesn't have a computer <laughs> yet <laughs> not yet not yet yeah but we'll, we'll work on that we'll, we'll get some trios in there or something here one day once you actually get one but we do more than that i'm thinking about too by the way guys before we sign off here for sure i'm thinking about going back and playing through and i could do this as like a stream segment too if you guys are interested going back and playing all the star wars games that would be interesting since we we everybody's got the star wars itch right now and then john once we get once you get your gaming computer we can play the old republic you know what i mean because that can just be like kind of overarching thing because it's it's a everlasting mmo you know what i mean but we could play you've, the you You've got me excited for that. I actually watched that video you sent the other day about playing it, and it like the it dude is so hype on the one on on the single player, and then you add the multiplayer component yeah. to it. Yeah. It's honestly a fun game, man. I mean, for came out like twenty eleven or whatever twenty. It's an old game, but like for what it is, it's it's literally World of Warcraft Star Wars edition. I mean, it plays exactly the same, and it's actually because I played it religiously when it first came out. And I mean, it's not as good as World of Warcraft on like a global scale, but like when it first came out, that's all I was fucked. That's all I was playing. Like, I, I remember that. that you like, literally like that is all you were playing. And I and I still love the game. I just literally haven't played it since it came out. But now that like like you were saying, Rick, you got the itch. You got the Star Wars itch. Everybody's got the <laughs> Star Wars itch after Mandalorian after that last episode. I mean, it's the proof's in the pudding. I went and bought like four of these fucking lightsabers out. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but I'm 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 thinking about going back and playing all that. Might start with uh, Fallen Order, then maybe like Force Unleashed, and like go through there, and then go like old school and like play like uh, you got to play like the NES versions. Not those. <laughs> the, it, those games were hard. They were. I remember they were hard. Man. They had good soundtracks too. Yeah, they were. And they were good games too. But uh, yeah. then they got like uh, the old uh, like Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy games and stuff. You know, and go like back then. Star Wars Galaxies. That, that's they're still doing that are they they, they they've actually brought that back nope. yeah they made, made them they made them shut them. galaxies down when the old republic came out but they just recently bought they brought it back it's like called like uh sge or something it, 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 it's back though so if any of you guys play star wars galaxy it is actually back but anyways again follow me at sarifo do all the that's <laughs> <laughs> a rob Bifo. It's right there on the screen. Follow me right there. 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 All right. That's it, guys. Until next time, take care.